Hello and welcome to the OK Preps Extra Podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by Barry Lewis, the master who is all high school knowledge. So we're here, we'll talk a little signing day, get into a little bit of basketball and talk a little bit about All World, which is coming up uh, on Saturday, starting with football. So Barry, uh, you and I didn't talk last week. Let's let's recap signing day a little bit. Uh, and we've talked about him before, but you and I are both big fans of Kirk Francis. He's now officially going to be a, a Golden Hurricane. Your thoughts on that? Yes, it was. Uh, I think it's Kirk Francis um, committing to TU is a really good fit. Uh, I think it's, I mean, it always, I mean, we've talked about Kirk for several months. It was always uh, puzzling to me why he wasn't getting more interest from major colleges. And uh, because I think he definitely can play at that level. Um, I've thought so since his sophomore year when he, uh, especially after the championship game in his sophomore year. I mean, he's got everything you're looking for, and I'm just really high on him, and it's great to see that the process played out where he is going to get this opportunity at TU. So um, I think it's a it's a really good fit for both parties. And uh, um, I know Paul Smith, one person we talked about recently as one of my all-time top players that I've covered, uh, former Owasso NTU quarterback who was in the NFL a little bit. Um, I know he's been a mentor and and a big help in this process with Kirk. And, uh, you know, um, if uh, I think that says a lot too. So I think um, it's, it's also just really refreshing to see the – emphasis that the new TU coaching staff is putting on recruiting local talent. It's not that Philip Montgomery ignored local talent, but it just seems like it's extra important to this current TU staff. And I think for TU to progress and to become really the community's team, that's a must. So I kind of feel like TU kind of did ignore local talent in the Montgomery era is that but but you wouldn't you just now said the exact opposite is that well, well I do think they didn't I don't think you can say they totally ignored local talent they did recruit some local players they just didn't recruit I I just don't think it was an emphasis for them okay okay like okay. it seems like this has been an emphasis I mean it seems like and with Coach Montgomery, and again, he did a lot of good things for TU. So this is not, not really want to have this be interpreted as a bash Philip Montgomery time because he did do some good things at TU. Absolutely. Um, but it seemed like with him, it was like, let's look other places first and then we'll look at TU at the Tulsa area. Yeah. And that's the way it seemed. Because he did have, there were some Tulsa signings and some really good ones by Shamari Brooks, who we've talked about who be, uh, from Union, who became uh, one of the all-time leaders in, in rushing at TU. So uh, in in that, I had the domino effect in the current, um, the recent signings, like in December of Devin Robinson in Grace and Tempest, I think that had an influence. Shamari's success there, I think, caught their attention. So... That's why I think it is so important. One of the reasons it's so important to put an emphasis on local recruiting, because when a player from a certain school 
has success at team like Shamari Brooks dead from Union, then that catches the players who are following Shamari at Union. That puts TU on the radar with them. So, uh, and besides, those, those guys can play. Now, you just don't want to recruit local to recruit local if they can't play major college football. But we've got so much talent here that I feel has been a lot of them were ignored by the previous TU coaching staff. And now um, it looks like that's going to be a point of emphasis for this current TU staff. Um, when you see all the, the signings um, that have taken place. I'm kind of a fan, Barry, of Grayson Tempest. I only saw him play a couple of times, the union wide receiver, but uh, was glad to see him uh, land at TU so we can just go down the road a little bit and watch him play his high school career. What do you think of him at the college level? I think, uh, well, he's a coach's son. So he's got, like most coaches' sons, they've got a really good high, high IQ, high football IQ. So mm -hmm. very savvy player, can play multiple positions, very versatile. So he's got all that going for him. I mean, he's a playmaker. Um, no matter where you put him on the field. So I think, again, he is a really good fit at TU. Yeah. And also uh, another, uh, it's you and I said this before we went live, Barry, it sounds like this is the TU podcast in a way, because we're a lot of these, all these are TU guys, but, but, you know, like we've said, Kevin Wilson in his first class signed some, you know, some guys that we're, we're used to seeing around here, some local stars. So we're just kind of, picking apart a couple of those, but it, it sound, it's a certain TU flavor today at our high school podcast. Um, what do you think about Zane Woodham? I, I mean, he put up monster stats as a two-way player at Holland Hall uh, as a walk-on, but I, I think he might do, do some damage. What do you think? Oh, I agree. And before I talk about Zane, um, uh, further point on the TU recruiting, I think most of these TU signees that we've mentioned – they wouldn't be going to TU if uh, Coach Wilson and his staff weren't here. So, I mean, if if you if Coach Montgomery had been here, I mean, from what it seems to be, I mean, although he did recruit Devin Robinson of Union, and Devin had committed to TU, but then uncommitted, decommitted, then came back after he got re-recruited by Coach Wilson. But it seems like at least most of these players weren't really um, – it didn't appear they didn't appear headed or to TU if Coach Montgomery had stayed, or at least they didn't seem like they were on their radar screen. So now moving ahead to Zane Woodham from Holland Hall, yeah, he's uh, um, a player, all world award winner from last year that uh, I'm very high on. Again, just whether it's offense or defense, he's just a winner. I mean, he can do a lot of things, and uh, I was really puzzled why he wasn't getting more looks last year. Um, and I just have a feeling that uh, in the, I, I haven't seen him obviously in the past year, but I just have a feeling that uh, he's probably taken this past year and has gotten a lot bigger. He's gotten stronger at least <laughs> done a lot of weight room work. And I just, that's just my gut feeling, um, you know, being familiar with him from his time at Holland Hall that he's, taken the past year and put it to good use and uh i'm excited to see what he can do it to you yeah yeah me too all right let's talk a little uh basketball high school basketball so 
you and I have talked about this before, Barry, about your issue with the OSSAA locking in their seatings way, way too early, uh, which we will have them in about, well, Monday afternoon. We're filming this on Monday. We'll have the seatings here in a couple hours. Um, but it sort of underscores your point when you look at action from last week and what happened there, yeah, correct? Yes, and this isn't the first time it happened. It happened last year, too, because um, we got hit by snow that wiped out school uh, classes at most schools last year at exactly the same time. So it's two years in a row, that National Signing Day, <laughs> which is that last week of college, of, of the high school, large school uh, play before the rankings and are set that determine the playoff pairings and seedings. So it's just really ridiculous because now every regular season game from now on, it doesn't count. It does not count as far as the playoff seedings and pairings. So the last two weeks of the regular season, except for the tournament conference championships, are, are really worthless. Uh, they're just playing for fun, playing to get ready. So um, they and they have like an entire week almost wiped out of huge games. That's, I mean, it's ridiculous that you've still got this setup that the same type of setup that you had in, in the 1980s um, that you can't, it, they're just sort of like stuck in this mindset that the OSSA is stuck in this mindset where you've got to have, have like two and a half weeks to prepare for. Um, I know that's easy for me to say because I don't have to arrange for the officials and everything, but it just seems like really with all the technological advances that have happened in the last 40 years that you can't like extend the date another week. And if you can't do that, then just go to districts because this is ludicrous that uh, uh, you've still got this setup. I mean, Hale, as we, um, as we speak now, I'm planning to go to the Hale Memorial game tonight. Um, you've got the number one and number three ranked teams in the East uh, before the the final rankings are released. Uh, what a matchup. What a great matchup. And it doesn't count towards the seedings. I mean, if Hale were to win tonight, that could have, Hale could be the number one seed instead, instead of Memorial. I mean, but this game doesn't count. This is, this is stupid. <laughs> that it doesn't count. I mean, last week in 6A East, the Owasso-Booker T game mm -hmm. was wiped out. Uh, it, it's not it's not ever going to be played. I mean, they didn't just postpone it. They canceled it. And why not? doesn't mean anything now, except in the Frontier race, which is going to be won by Broken Arrow. Um, so Owasso and Booker T are never going to play in the regular season because why? It doesn't matter. Um, but if it would have been played last week, it would have mattered because Booker T was holding on in a, to the fourth seed in the East. And the reason that's important is the top four seeds host regionals. Yep. And here you've got Owasso coming on strong. Owasso's won eight in a row. They're trying to move into that number four slot. And so this, this game would have, would mean ever could mean everything as far as playoff implications and because you can't play it before february 6th you know it's not going to count 
So why play it at all? Not going to play it. So what a shame. I mean, that would have been a huge game. And you see instances of this all over the place where and it's, and it's amplified by the fact that all these key matchups last week got wiped out by, by the weather. So what a yeah. shame. So. Yeah. Parker Fredrickson of Bixby was let out of his letter uh, to Notre Dame, so he's now a, a free agent to go anywhere. Uh, uh, Bill Hasten will get into this later this week with a column. He's going to talk to Parker and all that, but just your initial thoughts on that. Well, um, it's going to be interesting to see where Parker winds up at. I know um, tall in this this has been was uh, uh, reported on that um, TU paid a visit to Bixby last week. So um, obviously the current TU coaching staff has some interest in him. And I think he would be a great fit at TU. I think it'd be a great fit for both parties. So uh, obviously Parker can go a lot of places. So, um national recruit having a great season averaging 30 points a game and i think he at tu he could really shine and tu really needs a player like parker i think he's a he could be a difference maker in the program if he were to go there of course he's got a lot of great options but it's interesting that um that tu obviously eric conkle um He's very much, Parker's very much on his radar screen. So uh, that's good to see because TU can use some help, big time help. The, T, the TU basketball team right now, as Bill Haston wrote in his column Sunday, uh, it's not good. Um, it's, uh, as I would say, I've been watching TU basketball a long time. It's the worst team since 1977. So there's no sugarcoating it. Um, it's the worst team in 45 years or so. Um, just not a lot there. It's not a, I mean, it was nice that they rallied yesterday against Wichita State in the last three minutes, but why wasn't there any urgency in the first 37 minutes against Wichita? I mean, they were down by 24, cut it to eight. Why was, but it, I think it also um, shows you, I guess, how valuable Anthony Pritchard is. Yeah, this TU team. We talk about local people in um, Anthony Pritchard uh, from Webster. That uh, they looked lost without him yesterday. Uh, he was ill, so he couldn't play. Um, so I guess we realize after seeing TU yesterday that Anthony Pritchard is pretty valuable for them. So um, TU could use some help. They've got some really good recruits signed. Parker Fredrickson could really accelerate TU's comeback process if somehow uh, if he committed and signed with TU. And I just think it's a great fit for him because TU could use someone who's like a big time point scorer. I mean, you they could use a Max Asmus. Yeah. Parker has that capability. Yeah. So we're filming this on a Monday afternoon, Barry. Uh, Barry and I will record uh, an additional podcast later in the week, Thursday, maybe Friday, to break down the all-world teams, which begin in Saturday's Tulsa World with all-world football. 
so I know you've been you've been planning that for a long while, Barry. Yes. Talk to coaches and do yeah. do pick pick teams and all that. Do do all that you do so that the football comes out Saturday. Barry and I will do a podcast to accompany that where we'll have Barry talk about all his decisions. Uh, and then Barry, uh, let's remind people of the rest of the all world schedule starts with football on Saturday. Right. All world football Saturday, all state football on Sunday. Then you've got all world softball Monday, cross country Tuesday, volleyball Wednesday. Yeah. So happy to happy to get those get those published and in the paper. We are going to have our all world all world awards banquet uh, this summer. Uh, the date has been set and the venue has been set, but we'll wait before we get into specifics till everything is kind of ironed out. But uh, we will have a show again. Always a good time. Appreciate uh, Bill Knight for all of his uh, support for the All Worlds. And uh, we're talking about doing some new things this year for All Worlds. So hopefully uh, for those of you who attend, we might have a couple surprises. Uh, Barry, anything else on your mind? I think that'll do it until we reconvene on Friday to talk all world. Who's your Super Bowl pick? Going with the Eagles. Because? I just, although Mahomes was amazing in the championship game considering his health, I'm still not totally convinced on his health situation. Um, and just the fact that the Eagles, the way they played in the playoffs, wow. I mean, I have my doubts about the Eagles going into the playoffs. But the way they played in their two playoff games, that's they're going to be tough to overcome. Yeah. All right, we'll leave it there. You can download us for free on Google, Apple, or Spotify. Appreciate you checking us out. And Barry, you and I will catch up uh, Thursday or Friday, and we'll talk all world. Sounds good.